We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The sound of the final buzzer means it's hangover time. So grab a drink and join your host, Alphonse Sidney, for a Miami Heat Beat post-game show. Heat win! Heat win! Beat the brakes off them sorry-ass, fraud-ass Hawks. I mean, that that team, listen, I picked them to finish in like the top four or five. I just didn't realize how soft and fraudulent these dudes were. They all soft as Trey Young's baby hair. Like, it is, (laughs) that is the most, like, like, they came out in that fourth quarter, no, the third quarter, starting in the ass whoop. Nate McMillan to call the timeout, like, come on, bro. Like, come on, guys. Let's get this shit together. Immediately. Kevin Hoarder does a Hoarder, Hander, Hoarder, whatever his name is, doesn't wipe him down. Tra- the white guy with the red hair travels and boom, uh, turnover. Like it was most the saddest thing. I've never seen a coach call a timeout that early in the third quarter and the team just give up after that. Like the Heat went on like a 9 0 run after that. Anyway, I'm Alphonse Sydney, aka Alf954. Welcome into the Miami Heat Beat post game show, Hangover Time. Take me out, brass. If you are watching live on Twitch, thank you, thank you. We love you. Send those subscriptions, those bits. Donate subscriptions. Send some to Trey Young. Send some to John Collins, West Palm Beach native, because they tell us that every fucking time we saw. Uh, yeah, for real. <laughs> Did you guys know that, by the way? Wait, where is he from? Where is he West from? West Palm Beach, apparently. Myers? And apparently oh. the motherfucker wants to come home or something because he don't want to play there no more. We ain't got no room. Take it in with the hat, man. If you yeah. can't handle yurt, we'll need you. No. <laughs> well, I mean, to be uh, fair, yurt, top five center in the NBA. But. Well, he also can't defend what you're damn. But, and also, if you're, if you're watching the replay on YouTube, thank you very much. We love the YouTube viewers. Go ahead and hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, all that good stuff. But try to check us out live on Twitch. It's a better experience. Get in the chat as a roast Kenny. Uh, they call him Sid from Ice Age. It's just a really good time. Just come for the the roasting of Kenny is the best part about uh, the the live Twitch shows. Now let's go ahead and find out what everybody's drinking. And also, I want to know your player of the game. Levine season one says in the chat, Tyler's not in the same conversation as Trey. 
He's beyond that. Let's be real. I mean, and yeah. I take that Let's straight to Moose. Who is, <laughs> what are you drinking tonight? And I Let's... wonder. Who is your player of the game? Oh, you don't even got to ask, Mr. Let's be real and talk about the best player on the court tonight, okay? Mr. All-Star, Mr. MVP, Mr. Six-Man of the Year, Mr. Number One in My Heart, uh, Mr. Tyler motherfucking Hero. (laughs) I was one rebound away from making this a triple monkey shoulder and ginger ale obviously Ooh, no. but uh Ooh. you know so we're just we just got the double right now but it's oh. wednesday moose it's wednesday Save some. it doesn't we got, matter man this guy had the game <laughs> of his life right now we got season. we got back even on back. you might have a problem moose <laughs> <laughs> we got back-to-back drip drop nights this weekend come on oh. settle down uh saturday tiff. saturday okay no friday all right tiff what are you drinking Damn. and who is your player of the game all right, so I got a little G and T in this solo. Um, I'm gonna go outside the box. I'm gonna say my player of the game is Coach Spo. Hmm. That's it. Right. Take me out, brass. I don't. I feel like I don't need to explain. <laughs> that doesn't need a lot that. of explanation. Uh, no, not at all. We were called that man the- making. Yo, that man making ham sandwiches out of out of <laughs> eggs. So. What? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I, I get it though. That makes sense. Before the show, we were calling them. We we're saying that's not even the Heat. It's the Heat cover band out here playing, uh, beating the brakes off the Hawks and the Suns. Double Heat. The H E E T Miami Heat. Uh, go ahead, Brass. What are you drinking? And who is your player of the game? Uh, I am drinking a, a drink called Vanilla Punch. This is actually the first drink I've had since the last uh, the last show we did. Oof. That was rough. We had yeah. three nights off. That was I well needed. Um, so I know how this heat team feels sometimes. Um, and uh, yeah, so this is cognac. It's liqueur 43 uh, and some lemon juice. Um, and my player of the game, I'm going to go with a player that truly hasn't let me down in my heart like all season is it's Caleb motherfucking Martin. Yes. yes. This yes. dude, he is the dude. He has no... He's like, just get up and go all the time. Uh, 18 points, 10 rebounds, um, and it, yeah, shot 50% from the field and, and two or six or three. I mean, and just in the defense that he brings, man, this dude is a heat. He has heat lifer written all over him. I hope he sticks around for a very long time. Interestingly enough, we were talking about the Bobby March article with every a trade every team is supposed to make or should make or he'd like to see them make. For the Heat, he said he didn't want to see a trade. Just uh, convert Caleb's contract, which one of the funny things that we'll, we'll hopefully we don't talk about trades later. But if we do, <laughs> I just don't understand some of their logic because we do have an open roster spot, but not really. That's Gabe's. I'm not Gabe. Caleb's fucking spot. Like exactly. Caleb Martin is going into the playoffs on the 15 man roster. And to so, Brass's point, what's amazing, he plays like it's not even guaranteed yet, which it obviously is. Right. But yeah, he just that's... he brings that hunger every minute. I thought it was interesting, and I I was like, is it was is Eric is that is that hyperbole? He called him the maybe the best two way player ever, and it's wow. like, I mean, I, I can't think of anybody else. Yeah. Two, what other two way players have you seen that start what in in spots? Yeah. And right. plays every game, and is is this crucial to what they do? Hey, other team has a speedy point guard that's killing us. 
Caleb, go shut him down. That's not a two-way player. That's, I mean, it's it's honestly, it's the best value I've seen the Heat get in a long, long time. Long time. Kenny, uh, what are you drinking, and who was your player of the game? So I got the Roman Coke again. I'm sticking with that. Player of the game, everybody in the world knows where I'm going with this. It's Mr. 90 million ain't a fucking enough get out of my fucking pockets. It's Duncan Robinson. I, now, he was missing in the fourth quarter. I really admit to that. But don't, like, don't bring up like whatever his shooting numbers was. I'm on the show with Tiffany Meeks right now. Don't bring up no fucking numbers to me. Fucking numbers. Duncan Robinson, pay him more. I don't care. Take out of your salary because you a dumbass. Take me out, man. Uh, Moose, how funny was that fourth quarter when Tyler is trying to get a triple double? Oh, and you're just like, oh, fuck that. Well, your eats first. Exactly. That that's what made it so funny. It's that you had two guys each going for like their own individual streak, which honestly. Let's be honest. We never root for that with the Miami Heat. But even the guys on the bench were, like, pushing for Yurt at one point, then pushing for Hero. Like, everybody wanted to have uh, – see their teammate have that moment. They so weren't was... pushing for Yurt. They were screaming at Yurt, let Tyler get the fucking rebound. <laughs> well, well, not until they took him out. And then at the very end, the funniest part was Tyler got it right after the – No, 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 no. The, what should have been Tyler's ninth rebound – you're grabbing, and the whole like, and, yeah. I mean, Struess was leading yeah. the charge. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And you're just like, what? <laughs> it's like, they don't have triple go, doubles in Turkey, apparently. Tyler hates your more than Alf does tonight. <laughs> you're, you're just like, yeah, I get was, rebound. That's what that, it was like, fun. It was fun accent. to watch. It really was, and especially was. like in in the middle of a blowout, it gave you another reason to like really still stay interested in the game. Well, and this is a, another one that was not feeling like a blowout. That beginning of the, the game felt oh, yeah, like, oh, no, we're going to start with this this what feels like an insurmountable lead, and then yeah. we're going to cut it close, but it's because of our just, just fuck-headed read of the first, like, you know, two or three minutes. And, uh, yeah, it did matter because, I mean, the, the entire second half, we were just roasting these dudes. Well, I thought, honestly, Tiff, I thought the cuteness got caught up with them tonight. Yeah, I'm like I'm watching I'm watching that uh that first quarter. I'm like, all right, Spo, all right, all right. Listen, mad dude, mad genius. All right, you got Deadman, uh, Deadman, Hero, and Duncan on the bench, and we out here like because your boy Yurt was struggling. Uh, I mean, even Struess was playing poorly. Like they were, you know, it wasn't it wasn't looking pretty. I was like, damn, we done got too cute. The luck done run out. But then. What did, that's a nice thing about having Hero and Duncan and Gabe and all these guys on the bench. Yeah. Edmund, they came in and just beat the shit out of the Hawks, broke their spirit, and it didn't matter who played the rest of the game. Right. And it, and for the most part, I just think that they were just rusty. They've been off three days. We don't know how much physical work they've actually gotten in. So I it literally just looked like they were rusty. I think also, like... It's good for Yurt to like play against all these different types of people because like tonight they were just like bum rushing his ass in that first quarter. Yeah. I mean, the guards, the forwards, they were all just attacking him physically, pushing him off his spot. He couldn't catch the ball. He kept bringing the ball down low. I think he just was getting way too nervous and they forced him to kind of speed up his game because normally he plays kind of slow and methodical, but they were forcing him to have to speed up. 
I mean, honestly, he looked like trash in the first quarter. But then he started to figure some things out. But also, like, the the teammates got him in the right spots. Got yep. some lobs, got some easy layups and things like that. Um, but all in all, I think these are just the good spots, good moments that we need. You know, somebody's struggling, boom, pop somebody off the bench, let them come in. And I keep saying it, like, everybody thinks, oh, we got to cut it down to seven players and eight players and this and that. You're going to play who's playing the right way. And as we saw tonight, Spo kept tinkering and kept tinkering until he started to figure out, okay, these guys got it. Let's leave them in for a while and let them roll. So these these are good moments. Yeah, Yurt looked like trash, but he finished, you know, he, he looked kind of good at the end, but boy, did he look like trash. <laughs> it, was, it was rough, but, um, you know, Kenny, it's like what Tiff is saying. Well, Everyone's talking about uh, bundle these guys up. We need, you know, we need to make a trade to like, for some reason, that he have too many quality players. I don't know what the point of it all is. But you looked at a night like tonight where Struess looked bad in the first quarter. Spo goes to the bench. He brings in Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson lights it up for the the rest of the first half. Struess comes back in the third. I think he scored the first eight points. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, like. It's nice to have options. I don't understand this whole consolidating rosters business. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just – I think people just – they just apply – it's like one size fits all. So they apply certain things that apply for bad teams and they just throw them on the heat. Like you got to trade a guy by the deadline before he leaves in free agency <laughs> and you lose him. Like, yeah, no, bad teams do that because he's going to leave anyway. So you might as well get something at that time. Good teams, they maximize who they have. And so same thing with this consolidating the roster thing, pointless. Because for one, you can look back however many years, every championship has been won in maybe small part with some injury luck. And now you have this COVID situation. And so you need as many weapons as possible. And so, yeah, you can go ahead, you can consolidate the roster if you want to. And then the person you picked up in that trade is out in protocols in game six and you lose the series and you're out of the playoffs. You need as many weapons as possible. And so the Heat have that top to bottom, everybody's contributing. Leave this roster alone. Convert Caleb and let's go. Yeah, you, you when you oh go ahead, Moose. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say to back up Kenny, if there's any organization that knows the value of having a deep roster, it's the Miami Heat. 15 strong. Okay. 2006. <laughs> Brass, take me out. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, if there's there's anyone who has a deep fan base, it's us because we love you and all of your support tonight. We got a lot of subs. Uh, Eric the Great 539 gave out three gift subs 
Uh, let's see. Heat fan Ralph resubscribed with Prime. Vainhype gifted a one month tier one sub to Trey Young. Uh, KYD Chan resubscribed for a month of tier one. Kerner Kid resubscribed with Prime. Kev Sison uh, gave out one community gift sub. Pretty sure it's uh, season. Well, I mean, that's not how it's spelled, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, K- King Jock gave out one community gift sub, and Quez312001 gave out 10 community hey. gift subs. Thanks, guys. So thank you, thank to, you to all, for all of your support. All of you guys. I'm going to hit them time. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Fuck it. It's what I'm here for, you know? So I got to hit them <laughs> one time with a drip drop. I don't have anything left in this cup, mm. but I tried. If I don't do that, the checks don't clear. So Yeah. Listen, yeah. <laughs> you have a quota. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and get to some clips. Uh, I'm trying to remember what order I told Brass. Now I feel bad again. Oh, let's go uh, Let's go back to Deadman because we haven't seen our boy, Mr. Deadman, in a long, mm-hmm. long time. The, the, the garage has been closed down due to COVID health and safety protocols. Uh, you know, three of the mechanics got COVID. They had to shut it down for the holidays. But Deadman is back. And Deadman was out there doing the little things as always. So we got a couple of plays here. My favorite, though, is that old black man that worked on everybody's car in the black neighborhood. You know, you need a little carburetor fix or something. You go to him, he be talking to you the whole time with he is just hanging off his lip. What you got there now? But you got a blimmin' yeah, bring that back around for a full plug. There ain't no goddamn problem. I'll put a carburetor on there for you. I used to work out of plant 15 goddamn years. I'll put a carburetor on there for you. Nigga, just bring me back a pair. Boy, you know what, boy? You look like your goddamn daddy. You don't look like you, you leave. <laughs> okay. Uh, the first play, I don't remember what it was, but I know. Oh, this uh, offense, just like he normally does it, getting into the right position. He sees, he gets the Colin switch on him, gets there for the rebound, puts it right back up and in. Now, one of the things I, and I'm not trying to shit on Yurt. <laughs> Come on, man. This is one of the things that Yurt just does not do as well. Um, like, the offensive rebounds are there, but putting it back up, high percentage around the rim, like Deadman just puts that work in, man. And I, I just, I missed, I missed him, I missed him so much. That's fair. That's all valuable. But you didn't have to. Fucking... I'm sorry. <laughs> and this one, he's not even there. I know. I'm sorry. Thank God. I, I this, and this is especially why I miss uh, Deadman. This next play. Defensively, just being big. Yep. Get that shit out of here. Get that motherfucker. Love it. Shop's open, bitch. (laughs) Go back to West Palm Beach with your bitch ass. (laughs) (laughs) You from Boynton. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, he was talking shit too. This is one of gave up on him. Yep. Yes, he was. I missed that. Respect your elders, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, man, it was nice to have Damon back tonight, and and not just as a way to shit on your. Even though I try, I get every, uh, I take every advantage I can. Um, But just the fact that you had another big out there, Tiff. When 
you know, because how many times have you know Yurt's not playing that well, and you and you're looking around, and you you bringing in KZ or Chris Silva? My God, man, holy okay. shit! That's we fair. Didn't have, well, that's fair. We like, didn't I'll, have I'll to see Chris that. Silva, right? Thank God. Well, I I think I said in the chat. In the first quarter, I was just like, "Oh God, we got no rim protection!" Like, <laughs> like they were just skating to the rim, literally. Like we weren't even standing out there. And lo and behold, who just shuffled on up? Mm, 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 mm. Let me see that thing. Let me see that. Put me in, young blood. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> this girl is in the, the interior. Rim. Yeah. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I bet he was talking. I wonder if he talked shit to Silva the whole way back. Like, motherfucker, do you know how to play backup five for the Miami Heat? Goddamn. This supposed uh, to be your job. How <laughs> to come back in on my day off. Shit. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't supposed to play the Friday, motherfucker. So, yeah, for real. <laughs> it was great to have Devin come back. I, I mean, love he my didn't, vacation he did, days. He didn't miss it. He didn't miss a beat, though, man. No, he just always makes the right play. Yeah, he's really smart. Just smart as when it comes to just basketball IQ, just smart as fuck. Just always in the right place. And defensively, like it like it was driving me crazy sometimes where we're just not just simple things like someone streaking to the rim, Tiff, and we're not even putting our hands up. Yeah. Like there's nothing happening. It's just like people are backing up, like, I'm sorry, Mr. Young. Here's here's your layup, sir. Like, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I just oh, I think the thing I oh go go Tiff. I was gonna say as there was a hezzy situation. Oh man. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. This motherfucker. Uh, listen, that's another mo- talk about missing people. I miss Debbie, but I now I miss Ruth Riley Hunter badly. Mm. Uh, Kenny. Uh, well, I want to one, one thing I want to say about Debbie. What I love about him is he's got two distinctly different gears. Because he looks when he goes out there, he's like shuffling along. If players don't know any better, they just take it for granted. It's like, all right, they just got this guy for the size. And then all of a sudden it's like he turns on he turns on to a second gear. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. Like what is that? Like he just. But the funny just, thing is, yeah, he has to rev up to that second game. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. That's true. It looks like a cartoon character. That's true. Right. But he gets there. Oh, the Scooby Doo feet. But he gets there. <laughs> Zoinks. <laughs> oh no, it's a fast break. Zoinks. <laughs> Those dangerous kids. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing I wanted to get to: PJ Tucker and Kyle Lowry play 28 minutes each tonight. After we're having three days off, right? One night off, and then they're playing a back-to-back this weekend. Like, how important for you was that? The fact that Tyler didn't—I don't think PJ played the entire fourth quarter either. Like, those guys did not have to come in. There was no captain save them, like uh, Tiff said. Like, you had these guys out there, so now you're missing. You're talking about two starters aren't playing. Uh, and Kyle and uh, PJ, Bam and Jimmy aren't there. The rest of the guys brought you home on the road, and and kept your kept two of your older veterans on the bench for the entire fourth quarter. That's big. Man, I'm telling you, this team getting decimated with injuries and COVID. It's been a real big blessing in disguise. All these guys are getting this experience. They know exactly what they can do. Their confidence is all is all up. They were celebrating before shots were going in. P.J. Tucker turned around before one of his shots went in in the game. This team is real confident, and they haven't had their two best players most of the season. And so, I mean, that depth is just everything. And then 
as far as Kyle and PJ only playing 28 minutes, perfect. If I'm not mistaken, the two oldest players on the team aside from UD. So let them rest as much as possible. Just beat the shit out of the teams. And speaking of that depth, I do want to bring up a point I brought up in the pregame show. For all the fear and the um, doom and gloom at times, right now, the Brooklyn Nets are playing against the Chicago Bulls. If the Bulls win, the Heat are locked in by themselves at number two in the East. This is mostly without Jimmy and Bam. And so this is a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous team, especially now with all these guys knowing what they can do, having this confidence. People have been saying all year, you don't want to see Miami in the playoffs. And now it's just amplified because they have no weak – well, they have players with weaknesses, but – Listen, they're going to be a real tough out if they're an out, and I don't think they're going to be an out. That's and my prediction. Yeah, this this really uh, looks like Derek Jones Jr. went down pretty mm. hard. Yeah, uh, a little bit Apparently ago. He blew out um, his, it looks like he blew out his knee. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, it was like yeah, non-contact. It was. It does not look good. It does not look oh, good. Oh man, that really uh, sucks. Man, shout out to a Heat lifer. Yeah, Derek I love that. Real. I love that DJ guy. DJ Yeah. Oh, that sucks. That's just a little... That's a damper on the game I wanted to watch when we uh, when we got Shit. off of this. Mm. Yeah. Um, but to to Kenny's point, right now they're basically in a virtual tie with the Brooklyn Nets. If even if the the Bulls win, even if uh, the Nets win, that means the Heat are only two games out of first. Right. I mean, it's a like right now they are sitting so pretty, and there's a lot of talk about Bam and somebody else that I think I don't know if it's Tiff or Siobhan don't want to hear about anymore in Depot. Uh, but I mean, deeper. I mean, I'm tip. pretending. I'm pretending his ass is still Clark Kent right now. He ain't Thank playing. You. He ain't Thank on the you. team. He ain't coming back. So That's what I've been what, saying. how I look at it is, if this man gives is giving you eighty percent or better, right? Let's just say eighty percent or better, because who knows? I ain't a fucking doctor. Get boosted. That's all I know. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. <laughs> you add in that, Vic, to this chaos that we got? Come on, y'all. This is, listen, I saw the run rough shot on Brooklyn in Brooklyn. Right, yep. With, with 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 all the white dudes just yeah. shooting the shit, Jimmy in the passing lanes, just fucking up everything. So you telling me y'all want to swap out four of these dudes for fucking Thad Young? No. Come no, on, listen. This is who we got. This is all we got, and this is what you're gonna work with, right? 
I, I do want to. This is an, it, it's enough. And this is all we need. Seriously, but, it's, I'm not, it, but if you work it the right way, it's yeah. enough. Exactly. You're as good as your options, and Spo got plenty. Right. Last plenty. year, we needed Depot. We were excited exactly. to, have Depot, right. to, to get Depot because we needed him. The team wasn't going to do shit without him. This team looks good even without our best players. So we're in a good position. It's just the Depot thing is icing. <laughs> That's icing on the cake, man. It oh, really boy. is. Not, <laughs> don't read I'm, it. I'm, I'm not going to. That's, um, that's, uh, that's visual only. Tune in, tune yeah, I mean, in if, visuals. Exactly. This is why you watch live on Twitch. Speaking if, of dangerous if, if, whites. Oh, oh okay. sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, if, if Depot Transition. comes back and mm -hmm. he is like, you know, as long as he doesn't, if he doesn't get hurt and he is anything above like 50% on the floor. That's a plus, man. That is a that's a huge Listen, win. If Chris Silva can find minutes. We can get some minutes for Depot out. <laughs> that's true. Well, here. think about it. We're every we're like, oh, maybe there's a buyout. Your buyout is sitting on the bench. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's, it's <laughs> done. Yeah. It's done. Exactly. All they need to make a move to fill the 15th spot. Convert they, game. It, it's all in house. Like that's the thing that's crazy. <laughs> and you know what's funny? And we're gonna get to Gaga Ga of the game right here. Speaking of dangerous whites. Um, <laughs> The funny thing to me is, like, this season, after what we've seen, like, them be able to be successful without Jimmy. Last year, whenever Jimmy or Bam was hurt, it was a fucking nightmare, right? Like, we'd see Bam put up these big numbers, but we were losing a lot of those games. Then whenever Jimmy would come back, we Jim, when the team with Jimmy last year had the same win percentage as the Bucks with Jimmy playing. Without Jimmy, they were terrible. Mm -hmm. This year, without Jimmy, like, let's say Jimmy tweaks his ankle in the playoffs and has to miss two games. Are you are you that scared of Max True starting or Caleb? Right. Absolutely not. You know what they can do. And you've seen them play against top-tier talent. We're not talking about just beating the Kings or beating um, the Pistons or even tonight, like, beating the Hawks. They went and beat the Suns. They've beaten good teams with those guys yeah. playing big minutes. So this prepares you. Like if Bam has to miss some time and you're going with a Deadman uh yurt front uh, you know, one two punch at center, you're not that afraid. Like last year, I mean, when we when you knew those guys were hobbling into the playoffs, you knew I mean, after the first two games, you're like, this shit is done. No, this was year surprised. they just they, they have they have a lot of ammunition to throw at other teams, even if they lose somebody. But Let's go to the Gaga guy of the game right here. So I did not pick a dunk tonight because this shit was too nasty right here. This is all you need. Here you go. <laughs> Rim protector Tyler Hero. Hit one time with a drip block. <laughs> oh, Tyler Hero for defensive player of the year. Send it in, book it. Why not? He ate and his Wheaties. MIP. And then you I mean, his hand on the back backboard and still finished with a great game. That's apparently for the fact. Apparently, for the past few years, it only takes blocking shots to win that award anyway. So yeah, well, you just have to be a, a the center on a good defensive team to win that award. Yeah, uh, since Bam's hurt, give it to Hero. Tyler's yeah, had some you. amazing games this season, but this one, like the whole time, I was grinning ear to ear. Man, I just loved literally everything it was just that his he did most tonight. Complete game, Brass. Yeah, absolutely so right. 
he was i said i said in the chat he was bouncing off the walls like he snorted a line of culture <laughs> yeah but like he was just so like he was so hyper just like moving around but like in the best way it's not he didn't get he never looked flustered he always looked like he he was just like focused and and he kept that same energy the chaos. whole time man it was so good you know what's funny about gaga guy it was either going to be the tyler block or the miss uh yurt dunk where he tried to kill a man like, yeah, oh, did. I needed that shit to go down. So even I, I don't care. <laughs> like I needed that dunk to go in so bad. But yeah, he had like a, he, I think that they, he got it off the ricochet and dunked it again. But um, he, he, oh, yeah. So even with the miss, I'm happy for him trying that because he typically doesn't yeah. play aggressive at all. And so yeah, go for that miss. I don't care. Go for that. Yeah. Usually he would have shot the floater there. Yeah. That he and never makes, by the way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like my. Reach your fucking uh, monsters ass arm out there, like Jordan, and dunk that bitch. What are you doing? Um, but you know, you know, as much shit as I talk about Yurt, he doesn't really put together a lot. A lot. Yes. Does yes. he? He doesn't put together too many bad halves in a row. No, no. he no, learns he and he learns quickly. Yeah. Exactly. And look I, at the progress that he has made on his interior post moves from when we first got him at the start of the regular season to now. Like even well, I would say just even from the first quarter. <laughs> that's fair. But what I'm saying is, man, you're looking at the progression that he's making, not only through playing with Haslam in practice and all that shit, because that matters. But again, for all these guys, but especially someone like like your seven, this stretch where we put so much on them, but they were they not only stepped up to it, they were dominating in their minutes. Like it's just really Yurt Island, stand up. Tonight was a great game for him, man. I mean, Yurt, Yurt, Yurt is playing really well. He's averaging, is it 15 I mean, blocks a game? Yurt block. block. 15, I don't know if he 15, got an 15, island. 15 rebounds a game. <laughs> no, no, it's, no. But He's got Yurt an island. Peninsula. But I'll send, I just, you, I'll send you in the DMs. Yeah. But the thing is, like, y'all just just chill. Just chill out. Chill out. The haters, the lovers, just just. Pump the brakes a little bit because because Yurt is is he's playing really well. He's doing the things that we need him to do to win games. But just because he does that and he puts he's he's making amazing rebounding numbers doesn't mean he's our starting center like going yeah. forward. There's, there's a happy I'm medium. Not saying like, that. I'm just no, saying I'm not Moose. Don't make everything about you. Negative. No, but there are people out there that I, I just like just calm down. And and but you know when they when they call upon him, he has done an incredible job, and I'm 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 excited to see what the future holds for Yurt. I really am. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. To, Go ahead. to Brass's point, just have fun with it. I mean, we're rooting for probably the best organization in sports as far as front office coaching, and so we don't have to play that role from the couch pretty much ever. Let's just have fun with it. Yurt's playing great for his mm-hmm. role, whatever it is. Let's go. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. It, it is a lot of fun, man. It, it, like when the, when he came back in, I, I tweeted out they just because they the lead dropped to like thirteen. Immediately, Yurt comes back in. You could tell it's a set play. He catches it at the elbow, just a beautiful little inside dump to I think it was Struess or Hero. Somebody just get, fed him for a layup, 
And I was like, look, it's point yurt. Because we saw that, you know, we saw that the other night. Like he's he's basically running, they're running the offense through yurt. And like Carlo Tiana pointed out in this game, it looked really bad when he ran the offense through yurt. But that's because yeah. he is who he is. He's going to be inconsistent. But speaking of growth, that, that's from a. Uh, just what we call growth. Did anybody watch uh, Insecure? Insecure. Yeah, I just start. I had. I just had to watch this last season. I was going to with the phrasing, but growth. <laughs> Almost press. I was thinking growth. about it. No yeah. growth. Okay. Um, no, no, no. Anyway. I get it. Phrasing. Phrasing. <laughs> growth. Um, Tyler, and this because we don't have Bond tonight. I was like, I got to hit him with that eye test. Got to show him Alf knows a little bit about analysis. Hey, no, I can never. Tired of PER, EFG, QBR, PDQ, and QVC? Wait, what? Well, ditch the calculators and spreadsheets and check out the only stat that truly matters. It's time for ALF's Eye Test. <laughs> now, we have been saying, go ahead, pause, Brass. When it comes to Tyler, one of the things we he's been playing excellent this year, right? But one of the things that even sometimes this season, especially in the last like few games, he's been making really, really poor decisions, bad shot selection, and then especially when he gets trapped or blitzed, like he's make he's been making some poor decisions leading to turnovers or also just leading to really, really bad shots. And they talked about it on the broadcast a little bit. They said Spo had a conversation with them. And I just noticed a few times tonight when they sent a double, they sent a second man, he made these some really, really good decisions. So let it go, Brass. So he gets the ball here. They come up somewhere. So he's patient with the ball. They, they come up on the pick and roll. He gets Trey Young on him. So, of course, Bogdanovich gets scared. <laughs> Runs up and then boom, makes a good decision off the double team, gets it to gets it to PJ for the patented floater. Like that was Wade esque with, with that uh splitting that double team right there. Nice. Um, go ahead, go to the second play. It's another one. They come mm. they oh beautiful pass and go gets <laughs> leads to the Devin foul. Doesn't get an assist for that one. But look at that. I mean, the angle on that pass that that pass to Deadman. This is something, and he had another pass like that too, I believe, Duncan last game, where he's just, I mean, just completely fooling the defense, um, just taking advantage of these situations instead of just uh, word, of, word of karate, instead of throwing it into third row or taking a bad, like that used to be a bad turnaround fadeaway right there. And he's just doing the right things, getting the ball to the right people. I love his, this look, was at Kyle. My... his look at Kyle. It was right when he passes that ball, though. <laughs> he's like, look, oh, yeah. he's so great. But tonight, tonight specifically, this combination of Tyler and Deadman, especially on the pick and roll, um, killing the Hawks. And and again, this is something that we've seen Tyler progress. He wouldn't have made these plays last year. Maybe one of the two, not not both of them. You know, like this is no. something that just comes with more progression, more minutes and playing, and having an off season to actually work on it. Yep. And this was my favorite play. This next one, just the recognition of. The double coming, the trap coming, boom, mm -hmm. right out of it. Like, that was beautiful. Like That is really, quite D-Wade right there. That was Dwayne Wade-esque. Like, yeah. you're taking advantage of a – Trey Young sucks defensively, right? Oh, yeah. You're taking full advantage of Trey Young there and just – I mean, that was just beautiful. Like, just the anticipation, oh. the recognition, go. He should be yeah. living off that mid-range jumper right there. Just Every that time. That was beautiful. Yeah. So good. 
But uh, I'm not as good as Bond, but that was my eye test right there. I just think that he, tonight, he was making, the last two games, he's been making much better decisions when faced with pressure, faced with traps, faced with doubles. Because, guys, that's what's going to start happening to him, especially without Jimmy and Bam out there. Like, teams are going to start game planning for him, and he needs to respond. And tonight, I thought he did. And I thought he did well against Phoenix as well. Just nothing. No, no I mean, I, agree. Uh, I, I thought I was waiting on Moose. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't get it. One time. But did you notice uh, John Collins was in every highlight? Sad. Oh, my poor baby. John, don't call me Joan Collins because he looked. He looked miserable. I really don't want to talk about this, but this is the guy <laughs> Heat fans are clamoring for in trades. And I want to leave it at that because I really don't want to have the conversation. I'm really sick of I've always hated hypothetical trade talk, but tonight was an example why you just let the front office do what they do. John Collins is not really He's good. not PJ. Yeah, exactly. I was right. gonna say so, shout out to the comment below because I agree. I'll take PJ yeah. over John, especially for this specific team. That's yeah. the thing. It's need. about this team and what they need. They and, need and more I, PJ. Well, and Bucks fans were saying that when when that when we got PJ, that oh, listen, he's gonna drive you crazy in the regular season. But wait till he gets to the postseason. He's driving us crazy, yeah. but not not in the way right. they thought. <laughs> um, he's driving me crazy with love. love. I know, man. Crazy that... about him. <laughs> I wanted to jazz hands there. Love. Hamilton. I've been watching a lot of High School Musical. It's just, it's not even that was, that was very Jack from Will and Grace. So shout out to him. <laughs> yes, shout out to Sean Hayes. We know you're not watching. <laughs> yeah, this is be, not his show. Tour. This is not his thing. Um, <laughs> but you know what? The funny thing is, when I hear the trade talk, some of those they'll say like, "Oh, like uh, Duncan and Hero for uh, for Ingram." Cause you got to get younger. I'm like, you just traded two of your youngest guys. <laughs> like, what do we, we we need the four of the future? Like, you can't trade your young guys for the future. That doesn't make a lot of sense. And if if you think that, I mean, Duncan and PJ is going to get something done. Like, I don't know. I just when you guys put these trades out there and ask yeah. for trades, like, have an end game to it. Make it realistic. Like Tyler and and Duncan for Bradley Beal is not a real trade. You sound like fucking yes. Lakers fans. <laughs> and I I do want to, because I didn't want to bring it up, but I do want to address that because I don't want to talk about it. But, but no, I, I'm not talking about actual trades. I, I just have to say something because I really appreciate the viewers. I appreciate people following me, interacting and stuff. But I've always had a very deep and maybe irrational hate for hypothetical transition talk. Transaction talk? No, no, like seriously, because I just want to watch the games and have fun. I do a little analysis here and there, but if a guy has a great game, the last thing I want to hear is about he raises trade value, whatever. That's just not fun to me. It's too much math. It's just fucking. It's these trades almost never happen anyway. Just let you do that with the people across the street. That's fine. They put those souls out. That's their niche. You can take care of that with them, but <laughs> me personally, I just I since my whole life I've just always hated that. I just want to have fun watching the team in front of me. So y'all can do that, but about the womb hating trades. <laughs> like when, when the trade is finalized, then I'll get into the fit and oh, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, then yeah. it's fun. But 
just hypothetical stuff. There's no point already. The trades never happen. They never make any sense. Nobody understands salaries and contracts. Let's just let me, if anything, have fun with it. Send, as a matter of fact, send all your annoying trade stuff <laughs> to at GNovice103. Oh, yeah. He loves that stuff. I was just going to say, if, if we were to actually listen to all these hypothetical trades and shit and like we actually let the fans run the organization – just know that you would have traded away your only fucking all-star this year because it is the year of the We didn't do that on this show. I was Never. trying to give you the out. Never. No, I know. I know. I, I really want to see you just die out there on that one. Um, you ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. <laughs> but to Kenny's, to, to Kenny's he's point, he's going to throw up, isn't he? He is. He is. He can only take so much of that. He's going to get a stomach pump tomorrow. Um, the uh, but. All the all of the 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 Trey talk, we used to slander slander Knicks fans and Lakers fans for that kind of shit, and we we at times were as bad as they are, and it's frustrating. When do you think this started? Like, is it 2010? Is it the big three? Is it free agency special? LeBron picnic shirt. Uh, taking my talents to South Beach is—is is that where it started? Where the transactions, like, like Woj and Shams, know shit all about basketball. Like, they have no idea what they're watching on a night-to-night <laughs> basis. But they're the biggest reporters in, in 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 the NBA because all they do is transaction. Like, I even have like Woj and Shams alerts, and like I realize all these motherfuckers do all day is just tell you who's getting signed. Where, like, yeah. I don't even under like it's. That's become bigger than the games. And it's like, when the fuck did that start? It Was it 2010? Yes. It might have been. I think so. Because I remember growing up, nobody cared about that shit. 100% and- for two reasons. In 2010, you had the LeBron James, the the perennial, uh, you know, next Michael Jordan of his era hitting free agency when social media is literally at its you know, precipice or peak, like Twitter was really, really hot at 2010. Yeah. And I know a lot of heat Twitter specifically, we got on social media mm-hmm. because of the whole LeBron. I thing. joined, I joined Twitter in the summer of 2010 exactly. specifically a, a to get LeBron. Did. Well, Dwayne news. Like I yeah. remember that summer I was clamoring, I was clamoring for a uh, stat uh, Amare and uh, Joe Johnson. Thought that was the future. And I, I do want to say one more thing about listen to fans. <laughs> I do want to say one more thing about the hypothetical, hypothetical trade stuff. I haven't said this on air before. I've said it online, but you have to re- pay really close attention to who's reporting it and what they have to gain from it. Because if I'm like a small local guy and I'm looking for attention, I can just put some like let's say ESPN showed my tweet one time. I can say put in my bio I'm from ESPN. I was well, they, they usually say featured on quote unquote. So they'll have these credits in their thing. And if you want a little attention, you can go after Heat fans, Laker fans, Sixer fans, and Knicks fans, because we're all the loudest. And if you notice, every time somebody quote unquote demands a trade, 
those are the destinations because you want those fan bases talking. You want attention. You want a following. You want to build a following. And that's a cool career move. That's fine. I'm not mad at it. But the audience and the fans just have to be smarter in picking out what to listen to and what not to listen to. If if it's not somebody who's already made it or whatever the case is, just kind of figure out who they are first, what they have to gain from it. Figure out fit on the team. Why would this team want this player? Why would this player want to go to this team? Just kind of vet it yourself before you just go run to the trade machine and argue with people about whatever the case is. Because a lot of times these things are either made up from the person directly or made up from their source because you have to throw somebody off sometimes so you don't mess up your relationship with the team. And so just, I guess people have fun with trade talk for whatever reason. I don't get it, but just whatever, just try to figure out what makes sense and what doesn't before you just dive into it. Go ahead, Moose. I see you raising your hand. Well, I just wanted to say to, you know, to Kenny's point, I do agree. You have to vet who you're looking into. I think some of the best local sources happen to be, you know, shout out Deuce's podcast network. I would also say, you know, Moose was the one that first reported uh, LeBron James yeah. leaving Miami with the uh, tow trucks. I was kind of a viral sensation, uh, if you will, all over the world, AP, uh, ESPN and all that. So to Kenny's point, yes, make sure you're following the real uh, you know, heat local insiders that have the scoop. And, I, and somebody in the comments actually did bring up a point that I forgot. Oh, you got more. Okay. <laughs> well, it's one last thing. You have to remember <laughs> for a trade to happen, both teams have to agree. And so whatever proposed trade you see or whatever argument you're having, figure out why would the other team want that? Why the fuck were any, was anybody believing that the Pelicans would trade Brandon Ingram for Duncan Robinson last season. You have to just pay attention to these things before you just go out and believe them. Mm -hmm. Just vet it yourself. I would say Kenny does have a point. Like, you got to be discerning in the trade talk, like who you're listening to. Like, I just see people get all up in arms because NBA Central sent some shit out. (laughs) Like, NBA Central's not even verified. Like, what are we doing? Every time, every time. Some dude in his gym shorts waiting for his lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Every time somebody says they want to trade, John Collins isn't happy. I emojis. Oh, shit. John Collins next to man. Perfect fit. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It's just like, I feel like this is such a fucking fun season. And, and what we did was just waste 20 minutes talking about how other people are ruining fun <laughs> of games like this by talking about other people ruining it by talking about trades. How's that for He wins. type situation there. Oh, shit. Did y'all see Herder trying to get on that la- on Lowry? Thought he was at Magic City. <laughs> it's Kodak White. <laughs>